Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Motor Mailing Podcast. And it's a bittersweet podcast intro for me, this. Because of the annoying fact that I've got a life outside of this podcast, I'm not going to be able to record any more for a while. But good news is I've got this one last episode for you, and it's with my mate Midge and his car. Midge is the man when it comes to modified motors, building them, writing about them, and, as it turns out, talking to me about them whilst driving around South East London. I hope you enjoy it. Here's Midge and his car. Another day, another car, another driver. Today it is the turn of Midge. Midge is a motoring journalist. He was deputy editor of Fast Car magazine for 10 years. He's still contributing editor of Fast Car. And he runs a magazine called Retro Cars. He also builds cars, fixes cars, uh, writes about them. And he's got a penchant for modified motors and stanced cars. And he's sitting right next to me. Hello, mate. Hi, mate. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Yeah. Now, we should start with the car. This is your car, isn't it? This is one of my cars, yeah. This is one my, of your cars. Uh, my daily banger, as they say. A Mark IV Golf GTI Turbo. Yeah. 2000 model. I think it's kind of like the benchmark for every car, isn't it? The Golf. I, I kind of. A lot of people I, say that, yeah. I kind of had so many cars over the years, and then I did did what you do when you get a bit older and I went and bought a Golf. <laughs> and uh, I must admit, most of the time this thing's, you know, it gets abused, it gets used as a builder's van, it's full up with wood. Yeah, and, yeah. bit of an all-rounder. Uh, yeah. And yeah. it just deals with it. Oh yeah, it loves it. I mean, it's done 135,000 miles. And it's, really? It's still going going strong. Wow. You're a bit, of a, bit of a VW it. guy, aren't you? I am nowadays, yeah. I mean, I've had pretty much everything you can imagine. <laughs> I started off with Fords and I really liked Fiestas and things like that when I was a kid and then, you know, got into Japanese cars and had a lot of um, Skylines and Scoobies and MR2s okay. and things like that. And then suddenly I just sort of liked the restrained elegance of the <laughs> of the German motors. I've had loads of them, Golfs yeah. and Audis. I'm a bit of a 1.8T person. You are, aren't you? Yeah. You've got <laughs> two other cars with 1.8T, is that yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and I've had many more, but I've got this, I've got a TT, little 225, heavily tuned on air ride and, you know, all the, all the bells and whistles. That's a, that's a cool looking car. We were going to take that out car. today, we were, we? but we thought it would be too noisy. Yeah. And is it having some work done to it as well? Um, it's, had, it's had a few problems. I mean, it, it, was, it was one of those cars that, you know, I bought it, blew it up, rebuilt the engine. <laughs> Blew it up again, rebuilt the engine, you know, we're just on a on the final sort of engine, so it's like a fully forged version of a 1.8T with everything, you know. And um, yeah, I've put it put it all together now, but I took it in to remap it the other day, um, just had a custom exhaust built on it. Yeah. So I took it in to map the exhaust in so we can um, get a bit more power out of it and uh, nice. it blew the <laughs> blew one of the gaskets. Really? Plus it is just bloody loud. I mean it's a trade-off. I'm, a, I'm by no means one of these people who wants to drive around everywhere and shaking shop windows and annoying the neighbours and stuff right, like okay, that. Yeah. But it was kind of it's just one of those cars to get the power. You know, it had to be quite loud. And I've got a Beetle as well. I've got a little Beetle 1.8T that I've just bought. We just saw that in your workshop. Yeah, it was in bits. <laughs> I, I literally buy stuff and within a day, it's, uh, you know, everything's pull, pulled out, especially with a 1.8T, because there's a lot of sort of rubbish systems on there that you don't need, so it's mostly banking stuff off and yeah. just improving it. I suppose when you get to know an engine, you get to know 
what to do to it and what not to do. So that makes yeah, people tend to settle into a, a niche. Really, That's right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But your your thing is probably modified cars. Yeah, I mean, I've always I've never had a standard car in my life. Well, not for more than about ten minutes anyway. I'm a journalist, I suppose, but I'm more a car nut. You know, I'm not yeah. like a proper, I wouldn't say I was a proper journalist, I write about cars, but you yeah. know, that's how I make a living. But I'm, I'm more of a car nut, and I've always been more interested in, you know, yeah, you got loads of money, you can go and buy a brand new RS6, but, you know, where's the where's the individuality? So I've always been more interested in what you can do to stuff, mm. and I like crap old cars. So, Me too, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's a lot it's, of fun to be had in crap old cars. You know, everyone wants a Lamborghini, but when you've actually driven one, you just think, well, I couldn't live with that. <laughs> I'd rather have a Golf. Well, no, I wouldn't. Well, but it's not very unique, is no. it, a Lamborghini? It's hard to make a Lamborghini unique. Yeah, you can make it. a Mark IV Golf. This, yeah. this, this Mark IV Golf, uh, this is vinyl wrapped, I think. Isn't it is, it? yeah, it's got a vinyl wrap on it. So it's got a wrap, and it's sort of matty green, yeah. I guess. I think it's called matte alpine green. Okay. Um, there's, there's that fine line between going too far you know like mm. a few years ago you could you know have evo bonnet scoops and yeah you know a load of old rubbish you know which is fair enough for some <clears> people <throat> if that's what you're into you know you, you shouldn't judge but it's not my thing it's unbelievable really people always look at this car and go you know thumbs up and stuff like that and, yeah yeah you know, it's quite i think that the whole vote there's a lot of love in people's hearts for volkswagens i think it just comes from you know they're inherently People love them because of the Beetle and their and their camper vans and the, the Mark One GTIs. It's a strange thing because at the end of the day, it's just a Golf, really. It's a Golf that's been lowered on coilovers. Because I know you're bouncing around in the seat. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it's fairly comfortable. Yeah. It's not. It's not like. No, it's, it's not. not horrendous these coilovers are alright actually. They're really good. They've, they've done a nice job of it. And, you know, I've always liked big wide wheels and things like that. Yeah, this has got some big. How would you describe these wheels? <laughs> Huge. No, yeah. they're, they're not. They're, they're kind of. They sit flush with the arches, and they're they're nine and a half by eighteen all wow. round. Well, people spend horrendous amounts of money on wheels. You know, you know, two, three grand a corner for some of these sort of forged wheels, and they're yeah. absolutely beautiful. And we, you know, we feature them in fast car. And I've never really, yeah. never really had a set sort of to that degree. I mean, these are these are really nice wheels on this, but they're you know, they're, the cool the they're they not forged very, wheels, very well. or they're not. Multi-piece. The whole modified car scene seems to have changed quite a bit in oh, about yeah. ten or fifteen years. And the boy racer scene, yeah, um, with you know bolt-on hood scoops and your shitty kind of it doesn't really happen anymore. alloys. It doesn't, does it? And the kit on the, the body kit on you the sack. So yeah, this big That's sort of surge in you know basically when I started. You, you know, there was this big surge. Fast and Furious came out. Yeah. Suddenly, everyone, you know, everyone and their pet poodle had the biggest wing on the back of them. Nan's micro. Yeah, and, yeah. You yeah. know, stuff like that. Which at the time was cool. I mean, it it, it kind of changes. But it was all times, it was all quite samey. I was never it? into it. But there no. was there was kind of. You know, people would be cutting out their headlights and putting Jaguar headlights in courses. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, stuff like that, and it all just went a bit. It went a bit crazy. Um, but well, it was, it's. Um, I mean, it was great, like yeah. seeing creativity. Yeah. You know, and totally, yeah. and you know, if you see like an eighteen-year-old and 
they're kind of wanting to spend their spare time just doing stuff to their Nova or whatever yeah. car it is, then that's a really good thing, even if, expect, it, yeah. even if it looks terrible. But that was kind of like the era when the word chav became popular, I think. It was, yeah. And that was the kind of the, the resulting style. The Chavalier, <laughs> the Chavalier. <laughs> looking chain had a, had a Cavalier done up in Burberry. Uh, they, they called it I the do Chavalier. remember that, actually, I think yeah. it was in Max Power magazine, which was legendary, obviously, you know. Yeah, which is gone now. It has gone now. It's, it's a shame. See, I mean, that whole scene is just, you know, you go to a McDonald's yeah. nowadays and it's not just no, nah, is it? it used to be massive. I mean, it used to have cruises and stuff. And yeah. you know, Max Power and Fast Car were the two big ones. Yeah, where, yeah, yeah. You know, Max Power up in Peterborough was very... You know, very commercially aware, I suppose, and Fast Car was uh, certainly when I started, it was just like a load of absolute nutcases in an office going, we want to mess around with cars, which was, you know, a great... Okay. It was a great thing to get into, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but the yeah. scene now is more like anything goes. Like, you could take... Yeah. There's a lot of kind of, like, cars from, like, our childhood that yeah. people are doing stuff too. Like, I've looked through your magazine, Retro Cars, and you see yeah. things like Chevette's in there. Yeah. And you see, I don't know, what else we see in there? Cavaliers. Um, oh, there's all Cortinas. Yeah, you know, um, Carmen Gears, Beatles. What's quite interesting anything, is the it? modern classics are coming in, right? You know, this, my Golf here is probably just a little bit too new for Retro Cars, but it's, it's coming to that... You know, there's kids, yeah, down, there. kids down my road going, we like your retro car. Really? You know? And it's like, you know, that's wow. a 2000 model Golf, but I suppose yeah, to Ford these guys, it, it is kind of retro. And the TT people see as retro. Um, really? So, yeah, it's kind of like, there's that whole modern classics thing, so you've got everything from, you know, the old school guys with their Triumph Stags and Mark 1 Escorts. Yeah. And you're coming up to, you know, EK Civics is just getting into that sort of thing, which right, is... Right, yeah, yeah, I can see that. It's quite nice. I mean, you know, it's all very much inspired by, you know, what's going on in Europe, what's going on in Japan, and everyone's got a different sort of take on the on their on their own scene. Yeah. The Euro guys, they, you know, they say Euro style, which is kind of like dropped sort of car on the wide wheels and yeah, the stretch yeah. tires and all that little but, wheels you know, as well, people, well yeah that's it but people forget that you know you know not not that long ago in france you know the, the biggest thing was airbrushing and mad body kits and fiberglass yeah. everywhere so it's just you know it's such a diverse sort of sort of scene that you can't really pigeonhole yourself into one thing no so, personally no. with me i've just always done what i wanted to do and then stuff yeah. everyone else sort of thing because it's, it's just it's, it's very hard when you work for a magazine a lot of the times because you're supposed to be doing this and you're supposed to be pushing boundaries and you're supposed to be you know building the car in a certain way and a, a lot yeah. of the time you think well I don't want to do that I want to do it my way <laughs> really? when you you build enough cars you kind of get to know what you, what how you want to build a car yeah so my worst thing in the world is getting a new car because that's it because I'm just like right straight down the workshop, pulling it apart. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you just can't like leave anything everywhere. standing. So, but everything else, you know, suffers when I get a new car. It's kind of, or a new project, say a new project rather than a new What, car. as in the, the rest of your life suffers. Oh, totally, yeah. yeah. Everything's at work. You know, my old boss, who's the editor of Fast Car now, Jules, mm. he's one of my best mates. And he, he just said, he said to me the other day, actually, he goes, I know when you've got a new car because nothing else matters. That's, <laughs> that's it, you know, where is he? Down the workshop sort of thing. So what's going on in your workshop right now? My got workshop? The, got the Beetle in I've there, just got, just pulled the Beetle in because I'm doing the, um, 
doing the Cannon Run in July, which is like a cheaper version of the Gumball, I suppose. It's like yeah. a, it's a rally around Europe, go down to Monaco, down to, it's a small rally. It's not, it's, it's not like, um, you know, it's not like across the world, but it goes down to Stelvio Pass down in Italy nice. through Monaco but it's, it's a really good really good thing we've just come back we took we did a thing called Spring Break which was like their prequel to the Cannon Run and we did it in this okay. golf actually just because we wanted to take something modified and yeah. you know I, bro- I broke it and ended, it ended up coming back on a recovery lorry really? so yeah I blew the oh, clutch man. in the fly I put a clutch through the flywheel which was pretty impressive did you? yeah they had a go-kart track hired out and they said you want to take the golf out on a go-kart track yeah I went, yeah, of course. <laughs> Took it around, ragged it around, and just literally it was on fire within minutes. So, so, oh man! So yeah, new clutch and flywheel later, and we're back, we're back rolling with the daily driver. So. Yeah, that's the great thing if you can fix cars. I wish I could fix cars. But yeah, I've got a, the beetle in for that, so we're going to do some bits and pieces with that. That began, that'd be a project in fast car rather than retro car. Okay, so all retro these, car. all your cars, you yeah. kind of subsidise them a little bit by. Using them for the magazines? Um, kind of, yeah. I mean, we, I mean, I've always built cars anyway, but the, the magazines have always had that sort of practice what you preach sort of approach. Yeah. So, and one thing I used to hate years ago is when, you know, obviously I, I've, I read magazines for years before I, I was involved in them. Yeah. Um, is where you get like a load of journalists going, oh yeah, we, you know, this is the best modified car in the world or whatever. Mm. But when you look at what they're doing they don't actually build anything themselves no and i'm not talking about with their own bare hands because not everyone's got mechanical skills and that's fair enough you know yeah, but yeah, they yeah. don't actually practice what they preach yeah, you know, yeah taking yeah. it to a garage and getting it done is fine if you can't do it yourself but well it's funny know. like that journalism isn't it because you've got it like is, yeah. car, car magazines might be written by guys who test drive cars a lot of the time but yeah they don't necessarily know they're not the authority on how a car's put together no, or anything like right. that. And then, like a music magazine, might be written by non-musicians. People, yeah. they're just people who like music, aren't they? Yeah, that's it. So that's that. I mean, that's all a critic is. Food critic isn't like a, you know, Michelin star chef. You get proper journalists, don't you? The proper guys who are trained, and that's fine because that's, you know, but people have done yeah. a degree in journalism and then they've yeah, gone into a magazine. Yeah, you get that more old school kind of thing. They've worked at a paper and all yeah. that, and they've done their internship. But it was nothing like that for me, to be honest. I, I, did, I certainly didn't do a degree in journalism. I don't no. think I even passed English when I was at school. <laughs> really? Which is quite miraculous for someone who, who writes for a living. For you know, over 15 years of writing for a living. It's and, just a passion, yeah. though, isn't it? It is, you yeah. Know? And car mags as well, yeah, especially totally. when you're a kid looking at I had so many car mags. I've still yeah. got about 12 years of Top Gear wow. in my mum's garage. I've got custom car mag I classic American for years and years yeah, probably a decade good, of good that mag that good mini mag. world used to have mini world mini world years. still going folks world um, folks world still going but yeah. I just get all these mags and you just it's just something really exciting about yeah they always had really good pictures in and you just see different stuff and I guess back then you, that was the only place you could really just go to look at that's right Cars, see what was going on. There's no in and out and stuff like but... that. I got sent home from school for reading Fast Car in like the, the 90s, yeah, because it was uh, 
it was a bit risque back in the day, fast car with the, yeah, the ladies was... on the bonnets and stuff like that. And I was yeah. only sort of 12 and I got sent home from school <laughs> for reading it. I never thought I'd be sort of there. It started in like 1987, but I never thought I'd be there in the, in the 2000s working. That's weird, isn't it? it? So, you got yeah. sent home from school for reading fast car yeah. and then that's become your... It's kind of like my fast cars are always going to be my passion. I mean, retro cars is, is my magazine and I love it, you know, and it's very much, you know, it's mm. a weird, it's, retro cars is kind of an extension of fast car for me because I've been doing it so long and I'm getting, I'm getting long in the tooth now for the modified scene, but I've been doing it so long, the cars I started out modifying yeah. are now classed as retro cars. So it's kind well, of... like this Golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah in really a way, brilliant. yeah, yeah. So, but fast car will always be my passion. We, we used to do crazy stuff. I used to go, I used to walk in and go to the editor. We had an editor called Jez at the time who actually gave me the job. He's a, you know, top guy. Um, love him forever just for, you know, giving, giving me a chance, really, mm. giving this idiot, you know, who yeah. wants to come in and write about cars uh, a it. chance. Well, but all, I used to go to him, right, Jez, I want to play car sumo. And he'd be <laughs> like, OK, here's a budget, go and buy two cars and then smash them together, you know? Really? We, we used to do stuff like that all the time. We used to do the Arab road skating where they do the... Oh, yeah, sandals like and things like that. We, that. we did that and, no you know, we've done all sorts of you know, random crazy stuff, but you know, there was always that sort of budget now, but yeah. you know, the times have changed, you know, that whole lad culture thing and Nuts and Zoo magazine, and yeah. all this is all, it's all gone, you know, and men are they're a little bit more sensitive nowadays and don't really want to play car sumo, I suppose, but <laughs> it's the crazy sort of features is what got me into magazines and I can remember, yeah. I can remember specifically, it was Johnny Smith yeah. did an article, it was, um, it was called The Dukes of Essex. Yeah, and yeah, was, he broke his... Oh, Back he done his back, yeah. Like that, yeah. But they basically built the General Leon C out of, yeah. a, out of a Sierra, <laughs> and, they, and then they jumped it, and he had a girl there de de dressed as Daisy Duke, and a friend of mine took the photographs, and, you know, Johnny was an absolute legend. And I remember sitting there at the time, and I was... I can't remember what, I think I was doing night work in a supermarket or something and just right. going, this is what I want to do for a living, you know, this is absolutely nuts. Yeah. And then, you know, so thanks to Johnny really, he's, uh, who was, he was a great guy when he was on Max Power and obviously worked on Fifth Gear and he went on to do wonderful things and have wonderful sideburns, so, <laughs> you know. So. Yeah, he's always, always had interesting facial hair. He's, yeah. a, he's a great journalist, he is. He's, oh, he's just, a proper He's just journalist, a very Johnny, funny, yeah. witty guy yeah. and a proper kind of proper journal. He's, he knows his stuff inside yeah. out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why is it that, um, that there's always so much like, interest in Volkswagen products? Like old Fiestas, yeah. like a 90s Fiesta, people aren't really interested in that at the moment. But like a Brad Van Polo, yeah. they're like suddenly really cool, aren't they? Like you see Brad Van Polos, well they're like sought after now. I had one of those, yeah. Did you? Yeah. yeah. That used to be like a, like a mum car back in the 80s yeah. and the 90s, didn't it? I think but everything gets cooler as it, as it gets older. But yeah, but it's something about if you've got a Volkswagen badge, oh. it accelerates it. Oh, it's definitely. Like, like I said, I mean, everyone loves a Volkswagen. It's even like, you know, you know if you look at... If you look at a Golf compared to like a Seat Ibiza and a, you know, and an Audi A3 and stuff like that, you know, the Golf yeah. always seems to be the popular. I don't know if it's whether it's a mid-range thing that it's not quite as expensive as the Audi and it's no. not quite as cheap as the Seat, but it's not because when know. the Audi gets old, people lose interest in it. I think it the is. The Seat gets old, people lose interest in it, and but the but the Volkswagen kind of 
I don't know. There'll always be a bias. It's the it. media that do it. There's a whole lifestyle that's built up on the surfer in the back of his sort of uh, camper van and the beach. Yeah. You know, I think the bad, the Volkswagen badge is just. You know, I think it's a powerful thing to be it's honest. It's incredibly it's, powerful. You know, it's kind of a a feeling, I suppose, that people get for a certain brand. They had some good advertising. It is, but Volkswagen well, is know. like the Coca-Cola of the car world, isn't it? It's <laughs> yeah, like, I suppose it is. It's yeah. the sort of big, shiny. Like when yeah. I was a kid, I had Coca-Cola curtains in my bedroom. Yeah. Do you remember those being around? They were like quite popular in yeah. like the early nineties. And and like thinking about it, why the, why the hell did I want <laughs> curtains with some random corporate <laughs> brand on it, like a drinks company yeah. as well? I had a Coca-Cola bedspread. I always did wanted you? the vending machine, the Coca-Cola vending yeah, machine. Yeah, that would be amazing. Because you know, I saw the film Big with Tom Hanks yeah. and, he had a, he, and he had a vending machine and I'm thinking, well, that's the best place to live in the world and I want that trampoline. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, Absolutely. I think that's what it is, yeah. But it's I, just a drink, it's just soft drink. Like, what's cool about yeah. soft drinks? Nothing. What's but, cool about cars? They get you from A to B, but then suddenly they're just they become an extension of you. Yeah, I guess so. I think I think golf has uh, golf. Sorry, Volkswagen has one of the best advertising. They've always had the world. Great, always great, great history they, of that. Yeah. They choke you up a little bit. Uh, it's that sort of like some of these. Yeah, it's a historical thing. Yeah. Versus back. Yeah, yeah. They play on the heritage an awful lot yeah, as well, yeah, don't they? Yeah, it is totally. What about Porsches? Who's Porsches? They're kind of Do you know what? I, way, I, I've they? always liked 911s to look at, but then I drove one and I, mm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't buy one. I like the Cayman. Cayman's a yeah, great Cayman's car. Cayman's a brilliant mm. car to drive. I've never, liked, I've never really liked the 911 in, as, from a driving point of view. Yeah. Um, I think you have to have top skills, really, to get the most out of a 911. They look good, but it's a, a little bit posy. But Yeah. I never got a, the price as well because, you know, I mean, obviously, being a journalist, I can tell the difference between a 993 and a 996, and I can't yeah. at all. I can, oh, really? Yeah, I'm useless with Porsche. Well, that's because they all look exactly the same. Yeah, exactly, yeah, um, that's it. Until they changed the headlights a few years ago, yeah. back in the 90s, and then they changed it back to browns again. That's it. So now... I've never been a Porsche man because I think there's more kind of interesting stuff out there, to be honest. I mean, it's probably the purity of drive and all the rest of it is probably unbelievable. Um, and if you've got skills driving, you know, that'll make the most of it, fair play to you. But I don't think, I think there's more interesting stuff. And some of them, I can never believe the prices on Well, you like stuff courses. that's different, don't you? You like yeah. stuff that's different. And a Porsche, great as they are, and they've got all that heritage and everything like that it's as well. Common. It's kind of like, yeah, it's like the typical car for someone who's sort of made it, isn't it? It's there's like a 911. There's about four or five Porsches in the, in the small car park where I live. I live in a, uh, what do they call it? An apartment. Mm. <laughs> it's a what flat. What do they call it? It's a flat. Everyone goes, oh, yeah, it's my uh, Riverside apartment, don't you know? But no, it's not quite like that. It's a, it's a flat in Dartford, sort of thing. <laughs> but it's in, nice. in the car, you're, you're it is lovely. Yeah, I must admit, I'm very lucky. It's cool. It's, um, but in the car park downstairs, you know, it's all, it's really funny because, you know, there's probably five or six Porsches in there. Yeah. And, you know, you see them and they, I wouldn't say they all look the same, but the thing is, there's that fear factor with Porsches as well. People don't want to modify them 
and therefore it doesn't interest me as much. Um, but I've yeah. seen some beautiful modified Porsches, you yeah, know, yeah, and, yeah. and I kind of like the, the guys who've got the balls to go, well, I'm going to put Air Ride on it, and everyone else goes, oh, you can't do that. And, I don't think I've ever know, seen that. Yeah, I've seen it on a Cayman, 911s, you. you know, stuff like that. Well, like proper kind of slammed yeah, downwards. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you don't see that much, do you? A lot better. You, you know, it's not like the old days where you're raiding the parts bin. You know, these yeah. are proper kits now that are track yeah, tested. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, they do upset the purists. What do you think, like, the fastest car you've ever driven is? Fastest, what, on the road or track? Anywhere. I've driven a lot of monster trucks. And, Have you? Yeah, you've driven yeah, a lot yeah, of monster did, trucks? We did a job for Monster <laughs> Jam in the States, and they, they let me drive it. The Grave Digger, which is like their their flagship truck, yeah. and they let me have a go in it and stuff like that. Um, and one called Monster Mutt, which is like a big Dalmatian. Wow. Um, so I've driven a few monsters. They're interesting what to they, drive. What are they like then? Well, it, it's kind of it's it's a weird thing really because you drive with both feet and both hands. So you've got your uh, left foot on the on the brake. Yeah right foot on the hot pedal yeah then you've got your left hand on the steering wheel and you've got a little toggle switch on the right that that um pivots the rear wheels as well oh okay so yeah they're interesting to drive and they're like they turn on anything but you yeah, know, yeah, yeah they do oh they're, they're so quick because they, you know they're 1500 horsepower <laughs> and nra drag engines or yeah they do 20 i think it was 20 20 gallons to the mile or something of methanol. Get out. So it's something really? stupid like that they were telling me. It was just like, this is unbelievable. That must have smelled. Driven a few of them. Driven the Formula One trucks, you know, the, the big lorries. Oh, yeah. 11 litres with a massive turbo on it. You know, turbo's probably as big as me. I know I'm not a big bloke, but, you know. <laughs> so um, that's, that is a big turbo. Driven to that. Driven a... What else did I do? I've driven all sorts of random stuff. Um, Fastest, you know, we had a go in the jet car at Santa Pod. Did you? And that was what, a, driving? They wouldn't let me drive it in the end. But, wow. But on the road, I've driven sort of... Actually, on the Gumball Summit, we, we were on the Gumball one year, and we were driving to, where are we, Monaco, and this guy, well, I know, Sean, really lovely guy, he's like a, a steel magnate in Sheffield, and he had this 1,000, okay. I think it's a 1,000 or 1,200 horsepower R34 Skyline. Okay. And what happened was he lost his licence going through France. And then his brother, who was with him, lost his licence as well. And I was following him in a Volkswagen Beetle, funny enough. And um, <laughs> they phoned me up and said, Mitch, can you drive this car to Monaco for us? And I was like, yeah, go on then. So I jumped in this, you know, 1,000 horsepower Skyline and it had a six-speed se- sequential racing box. Really? And all this, that, that was probably... Fun. That was scary, fog. That was scary fast, you know. That was put your foot down and hold on and sort of stuff. Yeah, I bet. Uh, I bet yeah, it was absolutely uh, nuts. Unbelievable. Are they all four-wheel drive, those? Uh, the GTRs are, yeah, yeah. The R34 GTR. Yeah. But yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was scary. Like, I mean, Sean was there with me. He's saying, oh, don't, don't put it in reverse by accident with a sequential box. So oh, my get, God. It gets you, gets you scared straight oh, away. Oh, my God. So blow up the gearbox. Yeah. 30 grand gearbox and you know as soon as we got in it we got down the road he's gone go on give it something you know it's just unbelievable yeah I bet so no surprises he lost his licence there really no and his brother lost his as well but we got to Monaco went back to France watched the Grand Prix went back through France got to I think we got to Italy after that and then he took the car back off me and I got back in the Beetle carried on to Istanbul so you've done a few gumballs haven't you yeah I've done how many have you done 
three, I think. I've done a lot of rallies. I mean, I really enjoy road driving, track track driving. I don't find it boring, but to an extent, it doesn't really do it for me. Yeah. So yeah, I really yeah. like point to point endurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what driving. Thousands of miles, yeah. different landscapes. Done a lot, that, yeah. a lot of rallies. I've done the gumball sort of three times. I've done a lot of scum runs and scum balls and. Okay. And so stuff, these are like the, the budget bangers. The budget ones. ones. Buy a car for five hundred quid and get around Europe sort of thing. They do look like fun. I, I've they always good. wanted to do one of them. In some way, I enjoyed a lot of those more than the gumball. The gumball. Gumball was very glitz and glamour and lots of money and stuff like that. But it was, uh, yeah, well, that's it. It's know. all Ferraris and yeah, that kind of thing. Like semi celebrities yeah. in there as well. Not and with us though. I mean, we rocked up with some. We rocked up with some great cars. You know, first year we did it, we did um, it was like 2007 or something, and I had an R32 Skyline at the time, and we yeah. made it into a police car, Japanese police car, <laughs> last minute. So we painted it, pulled the lights on. You know, did all that, and we we actually got sent home from that one. We got, got to Germany, and then they they pulled everyone over, fined us all, and deported us. Um, the second time I did it, we did it. I had a low rider that we bought specially for it. It was kind of a, it was a an old Mercedes, and it was on hydraulics. And we drove that to Sweden, left it in the airport, got on a plane to the States, went round the state. We hired a Camaro actually in the States, went nice. round the States. Nice. A lot of the guys actually shipped their cars over on the, they had like an Antonov, you know, which is a massive Russian cargo plane, and it had a hundred cars on it. Yeah. And they went from um, Sweden to Boston. Man, and that's carried incredible. on, but we didn't we didn't take the car with us. We just dumped it in Sweden and so hired the car when we got it. Got like um, the classic Bumblebee Camaro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drove around, you know, drove all the way around Canada and to New York and stuff like that. Jeez, that's so much fun. Oh, and this was all, you can get away with doing all of this sort of through work. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I, I certainly couldn't afford the 28 grand or whatever it is to, <laughs> to sign on myself. So it's kind of like a media thing. So, you know, that's why I'm very, I, I, I'm just blessed with my job. I feel very fortunate yeah. that I can do what, do what I do. It's one of those jobs, like being a motoring journalist, where it is a bit of a dream job, isn't it? Oh, totally, yeah. You know, if you had like a more normal job, it is, but it's doing no, this kind of no thing money, for a living. Unless you're no, Clarkson know, or someone like that, you'll never get rich doing it. But no. it is, you, you got the traditional, what, what I call the traditional motoring press, which are the guys who test every single car going. So you'll have a, you know, yeah. an Audi A1 turn up, you know, yeah, one like day brand and new Ferrari the press next cars. day. It's not really what I've done. I've tested a lot of cars, obviously, but it's not really my my forte, should we say. It's more no. the modified stuff has always been. I guess that sounds, quite, sounds a, bit well, so. a bit more fun, to be fair. Yeah, it was quite funny, because we, obviously, looking the way I look, which is not exactly what you call smart, and we turn up to press launches for brand new cars and, you know, and get drunk and all the rest of it, and everyone would be... You know, <laughs> but you got the proper journos there in their blazers, and then you get people, like, from Ford, you're talking to the engineers at Ford, and, yeah. you, you know, they're sort of like, oh, we've spent 10 million quid on this suspension, developing it to be perfect, yeah. and they know full well I'm going to rip it out and put a set of coilovers on it. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's quite... interesting. It is quite funny, really. It's, um, but we've done a lot of press launches, I mean, but we're not... I wouldn't say we were traditional motoring press. I think I would have got bored by now and, and well, moved on to something I, else. I mean, some so. people are really, really into it because yeah. people get really geeky about it. really good at it as well. Really good at it. There's some proper, fantastic mm. journalists who've been doing it for years. It's a hard thing to, to get into, that whole 
proper journalism. And the thing yeah. is, you really have to know your stuff and you really have to be able to test the car to the best of its ability, mm. you know? Um, I've been out with some great journalists who absolutely rinsed these things, you know, you know yeah, crashed yeah, them yeah. and all the rest of it. And you just yeah. Think, wow. Journalism, that's your, yeah. that's your bread and butter. Yeah. Uh, but you're also a mechanic as well, right? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of a, well, I'm a train mechanic, so I'm largely self-taught, but I'm, I'm a quali- I say I'm a qualified mechanic. I'll, I'll Gave yourself to... a qualification. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> No, I did a, did a sort of a night school, college thing while I was working at Fast Car, actually. Okay. I was like self-taught from when I was a kid. Yeah. My dad taught me a lot and, you know, uncles right. and stuff like that. Um, you know, to have to take apart a car and put it back together and all, all that sort of thing. But to actually have a bit of paper, it was only sort of within the last sort of five or six years. So do you actually make a living off of being a mechanic? I mean, do you actually... You know, earn money from no. doing work on cars. No, not really. Oh, right, you no, my, no, I just do it because I love doing it. Um, no, That's I don't think enough. I've ever been paid to fix a car. Really? Yeah, I've done, and I've never worked in a garage or anything. No, like that. no, I've always worked on my own stuff. I've fixed a lot of cars for mates and yeah. built audio installs, and I do a bit of everything. Really, it's not just the mechanical. It's kind of, you know, I do a bit of body work and a little bit of paint okay. and building, you know, MDF audio installs and you know I, I can't do trimming I've always wanted to I've always fancied that being able to lever trim seats and things like that so I might yeah. learn I'm always quite keen to learn anything like that and I'm, I'm in, a, in a nice position in my business that you can kind of ring up companies and say like you know we want to do a feature on learning this or mm. learning that so you, you I do a bit of everything you know a bit of welding a bit of this a bit of that yeah. that's um, really cool Jack of all trades, master of sod all <laughs> sort of stuff. But it's yeah, it's good it's good fun and I I do it on my own cars and friends' cars and yeah. but I generally I make a lot of my living through the journalism and through testing products and right, okay. like people will send me exhaust to test and a lot of cleaning gear, you know, like waxes and things like that, people always send me. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine that. Cleaning cars is like the bane of my life. I, I just seem to clean cars all the time because every time you take a photograph of a car, yeah, it's nice to have it clean. So you like spend half your life cleaning it, yeah, two photographs, and then you know. But well, that's, that's it. That's By the time you've driven somewhere, where are you going to take photos? Like, <laughs> By the time you've driven to Wales, you <laughs> yeah. whatever car you've got is going to be filthy. <laughs> And then there won't be a jet wash. No, no that's so you've it. got to bring your own gear. But I've been quite spoiled with me. You know, I've got a workshop and I've got a ramp and stuff like that. And, you know, I've had to work really hard to sort of pay for it. There's no money yeah. in media anyway. But but that's that's what I love to do. I mean, I'm not a massive drinker and I, I, okay. I don't go out clubbing anymore and stuff like that. So it's kind of like I'm a, I'm a tinkerer. Yeah. I'm a bit like a, an old man with a flat cap and, <laughs> and, and down and a shed with a pipe, whittle. you know, yeah, that's it, whittling away, you know, but it's, it's kind of that, that whole thing appeals to me, the, the whole sort of American side of it, where the culture where everyone seems to modify cars and pass it down to their, their kids and mm. things like that, and everyone seems to have something in the garage that they're working on that's been there, that, that kind of really appeals to me, and I think we lose a lot of that in the UK, uh, people well, don't we work just... on their cars so much. No, I think it's a space thing. A yeah, oh, totally, yeah. You know, we don't yeah. have big driveways, we don't have big garages yeah. with big toolkits. No, yeah. I like the fact that nowadays people have, you know, the, the big wheel companies are thinking more about fitment. It's not just, 
it's not just the same old 7 by 17 inch wheels and stuff like that. You know, people are thinking that we're going to do wider versions and yeah. different offsets and stuff like that. And, you know, it's something that's moved on tremendously with... Right. With with regards to price as well, like you know, nowadays you can get different offset wheels, you know, with good good widths and you know all the rest of it, and yeah. you don't have to go around buying you know multi piece forged wheels from the states that cost you thousands. You know, you can get cast wheels that do the same job, and they look you know they look amazing. Yeah, they do. So, you know what people forget about modifying is not everyone can afford to do certain things, but it's just. You know, who's to say the guy who can afford the 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 big spanky wheels isn't as important as the guy who has to do it all on a budget in his garage? Because you know, we, we everyone starts somewhere. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. I've met yeah. guys who have had nothing but copper soup for weeks so they can afford <laughs> like a set of seats and just crazy stuff like that. And you just think, you know, that's dedication. It's cool that. Even sort of I haven't thing. got it's that like sort of dedication. So. The, the scene right now for all that stuff, just it's just really nice. Yeah. There's just a lot of kind of... The scene's more the hardcore nowadays. It's, it's kind of like the guys in the scene, whereas, you know, 10 years ago, you know, people would come in because of Fast and Furious and because it was the done thing to have a modified yeah. car and not really be into it. But nowadays, pretty much everyone who's in the scene is in there because they love the cars yeah, yeah, rather yeah. than the fashion aspect of it. Okay. So it's like... It, you, you know, these people have been doing it for years and these guys I know who's, you know, been modifying cars for... You know, God knows how many years. Yeah. You know, people I grew up with are still doing it. Mm. And then there's a lot of people I grew up with did it for the fashion aspect and then moved out of it. Yeah. Which is yeah, fine, yeah. you it's know. That but that's why you find the scene isn't as massive as it I can drive around and not pass another modified car. And that's like, yeah. It's kind can. of, it's kind of good and terrible in equal measure, you know. There's, yeah. You know, the, the standard of cars is unbelievable now. Yeah. What people actually do to them. Mm. You get a lot of car for your money now. You know, you can go out and buy some serious bits of kit for not a lot of money. And I think a lot of kids now, they just, they're not bothered. They go out and buy them and just go, mm -hmm. you know, even if, you know, some of them might put wheels on or whatever, but no one... I don't know what it is. There's more kind mm. of, um, there's a lot more sort of finance deals available now on cars, isn't there? Like, yeah. if you're, like, 18, it's a lot easier to get hold of a Fiat 500 or something and oh, pay, like, a fairly small amount of money a month, and that's, like, a totally affordable way yeah. to get a reasonably decent car that's with insurance and all the rest of it. You couldn't do that when I was, when, you know, I was going to say when we were kids. When we were young, James... Well, that's, that's right. <laughs> well, we couldn't have. But I mean, I was saving up for a car since I was about 10, yeah, you know, in, in jam jars, but then I'd, I'd go we, and blow it on... Sweets or something. Well, you get a crap old car, wouldn't you? And you, you just do it up and do put your own spin on it. But nowadays, yeah. you can buy a brand new one. So why, you know, people well, yeah, are reluctant you, you don't to mess to with get them. Like a two hundred quid Fiesta now. And then when we, we bought like two hundred quid Fiesta when we were kids, you know, it didn't have alloy wheels and it didn't have suspension no, and, no, no. and like good suspension and all this sort of stuff. But now, you know, you, you can buy it all out of the box and get a great car for not a lot of money. I mean, you know, but then. When I was a kid, I got my first car. It was like a 1.1 Fiesta, yeah. Mark III, as you do. Of course, yeah. Blew it up, <laughs> as is true to form with me. Put a 1.3 Escort engine in it. Nice. And I'm driving around going, I'm the daddy, because I've got a 1.3, and the insurance company don't know. And then we did sort of like... My dad actually had a... Like, before he passed away, bless him, he had this BMW. It was an E30 shape, yeah. 325 Coupe in red. 
and it had like he put in like zebra skin seats or something for me mum and it had alloy wheels and all that it sounds crap but it was proper <laughs> retro you know you look at it now and go that was amazing but I remember he had this car and I think I was only about 18 or something and he went on he went away with me mum for on holiday and um, he left the car keys at home and we used to go we used to all go over to um sort of lakeside racing up and down the strip right and I thought oh, I know I'll take dad's car take the so I took the E30 over there and, and blew the engine on it oh and, um, my god that was the quickest engine rebuild you've ever seen I got it done before Whoa, you <laughs> right it. Right how old were you uh, I was about 18 so literally a week later something happened to the engine and my dad was going oh yeah this is running better than ever he goes you touched my car <laughs> oh no no it's uh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take your car out, Dad. Bless him and all that. And then about a week later or something, it broke. It broke. Something happened to it. It broke. And my uncle was towing him in a free in his um, Land Rover Discovery. Yeah, right. and my dad whacked it up the back, smashed all the front in, and then had to scrap it. No. <laughs> I was like, oh, all that, all that wasted. All that work for nothing. You know, there's some good company, insurance companies out there, but you know, a lot of people won't touch them. They'll just go, oh, you've put a set of wheels on it, therefore, you know, oh, yeah, it's, totally. it's 50% on your premium. It's just like, what are you on about? Yeah, yeah, it's getting harder to do stuff to cars. But you don't yeah. have that in the States, you know, you're just kind of like modifying well, it. 15 year old kids have bloody Camaros in the yeah. States, don't they? But it's ingrained, it's ingrained in society, you know, your granddad would would have modified cars, your dad would do yeah. it, and you'll do it. Over here, it's, you know, sometimes it, it's, seen, it's seen as a, you know, an almost chavvy sort of thing, which is, you know, it's not true. Some of the, no. some of the coolest people I know modify cars, so yeah, it's just, definitely, you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. They don't all look like me now. <laughs> <laughs> Should we head back home? Yeah. Let's head back Let's home. Go. All right. Thanks for the chat. It's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been, been a really fun afternoon. No problem, mate. To be fair, I don't even be sitting here talking about myself anyway. So whether <laughs> really? you're recording it or not. I'm just driving around <laughs> talking to no one. <laughs> nice one. Thanks, mate. Uh, thank you, mate. Midge there with his lovely Mark IV Golf. Uh, and if you like the sound of what he's doing, then have a look out for his Mag Retro cars next time you're in a newsagent. You'll see some very cool modified motors in there. And that's it for this series of the Motor Mouthing Podcasts. As I said before, I'd love to do some more of these. And if you want to let me know if you've been listening to them or if you've got any suggestions on what I could do with a new series, then get in touch with me on Twitter at motor underscore mouthing or email me at motormouthjames at gmail.com. Big thanks to everybody who's supported me on Twitter and the people who've spread the word, and of course to everyone who've given up time to be my guests and to drive me around in their cars. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.